Hello and welcome to the 3H2 Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive, or jog. Whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings! Today is Wednesday, June 28th. 2017 here in the Hilliard neighborhood of Spokane. Mustachio and I are recording today from the new 3H2 headquarters. We miss the downtown area but are adapting to new surroundings. Today's episode is season 2 episode 19 potential perspectives. This episode follows a similar format to the episodes we've produced over the last couple weeks. Mustachio and I will go over listener challenge number 31, question systems of organization. Then we will discuss two thought seeds. One is for business, and that's Lost Remedy and their skin replenishing lotion. We also will discuss a thought seed travel for Lake Los Carneros Park in Goleta, California. Then... We will discuss some highlights from the upcoming recording. That recording is called Broken Glass in the Night and was recorded on June 24th, 2014. Pretty close to today's date, but two years ago. Then we will wrap up with announcements. This format seems to work pretty well. We've had some positive feedback with the shorter length and one-page show notes. In the past, the show notes were several pages. Oh, the customer service episode was an investigative journalism episode. If anyone is interested in investigative journalism, listen to the 10 list for customer service. To produce that show required a lot of computer work, note-taking, and analysis. I recognized I do not want to be an investigative journalist. (laughs) But as I've learned through life, it's best to dive in the water and go for a swim. And then uh, if I want, I can get out or keep swimming. And that was one that I'm glad to have gotten out of. The pool of 12 pages and three hours is a bit much. This new format works best for me and the audience. And one of the main reasons why I have switched is because of criticisms, because of my quote unquote enemies, the people who tell me the podcast sucks because it's so long and what the hell am I talking about? And those comments help me learn and grow. There is an ancient proverb. Even the dull and ignorant have something to say. And I incorporate this into my life. Even though someone's comment may seem absolutely ridiculous, there's that word, absolute. There is no such thing as absolutely ridiculous. There's some wiggle room within the town of ridiculum. (laughs) 
lots of treasures are hidden within criticisms. And that ties into our listener challenge for today, which is listener challenge number 31, question systems of organization. Behavior within certain parameters is expected from individuals as they blend within a group. For this week's listener challenge, ask why. Why do so many people wear black stretchy pants with boots? (laughs) What are the rules for mailing an item to the county jail? Explore the why behind procedures and cultural norms experienced through daily life. Question, are these rules optimized and consider scientific advances? Or are they outdated and neglected by time? Discover layers of potential behavior beyond blind obedience. Question systems of organization. This listener challenge was selected back in 2014. It's a little bit different in the upcoming clip, but the basis of it is the same. The listener challenge came about when a friend sent me a text alerting me to one of our mutual friends who needed me. He was going through some things and um, Little T gave me a heads up that Big T was in some trouble. And it's a part of my moral code to investigate and work to remedy situations which I'm called forward into. By the time I became a part of the situation, Big T was already in the county jail. I had hoped the text would be of a preventative nature, but it was an after the fact. And Big T enjoyed philosophy and looking deep into systems and organizations and why things are the way they are and how there's multiple realities, multiple vantage points. At the time, my first instinct was to send him books, something to read while at the Spokane County Jail, which at the time of this recording was less than two miles away from my home. Back in 2014, there was a lot of new experiences for me. And one of those was sending him books. The instructions on the can and cannot and all of that was so confusing for me. I could only imagine the struggles of someone who has English as a second language. English is my first language. And I had trouble deciphering how and what I could send. And that's a system of organization. And to me, that system appears to be neglected by time. There probably isn't a specialized person who works on instructions. And this is often the case within businesses and home environments. The systems in place are outdated. They're not good or bad or right or wrong. It's more simple. (laughs) It comes down to conscious awareness, present moment awareness, looking at something and questioning why and how does the old fit with the new. So that's what this week's listener challenge is about. Question systems, the uh, stretchy pants, And boot one, that was another big thing on my mind. Back in 2014, I was new to Spokane and I would jog from the Kendall Yards area to Gonzaga 
And 80% of the women were wearing black stretchy pants and boots. <laughs> That's a cultural system. There's something there. Uh, so look, look at these things, whether it be silly, such as stretchy pants and boots, or something more serious, such as understanding how to follow the rules in order to send a book to a county jail. Oftentimes, conflicts rise due to a lack of understanding. This is another reason why it's important to incorporate scientific advances into systems of organizations is because they are like a living organism and require constant attention. So <laughs> for this week, discover layers of potential behavior beyond blind obedience, question systems of organization. All right, for the Thought Seed business, Lost Remedy, and the featured product is the Skin Replenishing Lotion, Keep skin soft and moisturized through dry and hot summer. This moisturizer was key on the recent road trip. I committed a rookie mistake and did not put sunblock or cover my driving arm. Thus, <laughs> from Spokane to Bend, Oregon, my arm was exposed and I received a uh, bit of an uncomfortable sunburn. For the most part, I'm pretty good about using sunblock and taking preventative measures. So when I landed in Bend, Oregon, I reached into my belongings and grabbed the Lost Remedy Skin Replenishing Lotion and put that on my arm and it felt soothing rather than painful. It hurt. <laughs> and I'm pretty tough, but I don't like sunburns. I really, really like to avoid them. And in cases where I don't avoid them, I like to remedy it as soon as possible. Oh yeah, Mustachio points out, lost remedy. Provide a remedy. That's what care is all about, is to remedy that less than desirable situation. And my remedy was the skin replenishing lotion. The reason why it was an ideal product for the situation I was in is because my skin was damaged and tender. And I don't want to use a lotion with fragrances and unknown chemicals and all of the unknowns that are in mass-produced lotions. This is more of a homemade product with conscious awareness and health, happiness, and a humble perspective as part of the ingredient selection. These are the types of products we enjoy here at 3H2Humans are the ones where the business owners think of health, happiness, and a humble perspective. And in that moment, my arm <laughs> was not feeling great. And I put the lotion on and I felt better. So the two big reasons why I like this product, the natural ingredients and the lack of fragrance. It's packed full of delicious stuff for the skin. So that's one use for this lotion that I use it for, is to remedy damaged skin. Also, I use a homemade bar of soap with oatmeal and poppy seeds to exfoliate my skin. So I exfoliate, I remove the old dead skin and the oils and all the yucky stuff. 
scrub that gently away, and then I replenish with the lotion. This is a ongoing daily care procedure that I've been doing for the last couple weeks. And my mom bumped into my arm and she said, wow, your skin is so soft. <laughs> and I thought, oh, good. The exfoliating and the replenishing have been working. And then Brian did the same thing. He touched my skin and commented on how soft my skin is. I will continue to exfoliate with natural cleansers and rehydrate with natural lotions. So that's really, for me, what I like to do to maintain healthy skin is scrub away the yuckies and replenish with natural goodness. So that is the Lost Remedy Skin Replenishing Lotion. Keep skin soft and moisturized through dry and hot summer days, as well as winter, all seasons. <laughs> The next thought seed is travel. It is for Lake Los Carneros Park in Goleta, California. I adventured the grounds and volunteered at a random event. <laughs> Oy. The adventure I had in a 24-hour span could be a whole show itself. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome because I experienced a synchronistic positive domino effect. Each person I spoke with laid a breadcrumb trail to the next person I spoke with and encountered. Then they guided me. And it was, uh, uh, yes, Mustachio points out, similar to a spider web or succulent grouping. It was one little creation that built into something bigger. And this was because I was open to adventuring. I was on foot for most of the trip and listened to locals and hung out with locals. It was awesome. And what led me to Lake Los Carneros Park was an encounter at the local grocery store <laughs> as I was walking home from my grandfather's service. My uncle had offered me a ride, but... I wanted to walk. I wanted to continue to experience the neighborhood my grandfather lived since, I think, the 60s. A long time, long time resident of Goleta. And on my way home, I wanted to get a snack <laughs> and freshen up a little bit. It's the midpoint, it was the grocery store. And I was carrying a dictionary from 1935, the Thorndike Dictionary. That was my grandfather's. He loved words, as I do. He was particular with them. And I think that has something to do with an engineering mindset where sentences are equations. A pinch is different than a dash, different than a cup. Words hold that same value. And perhaps I learned this in speaking with my elders. But I had the dictionary with me, and I got some chocolate-covered pretzels <laughs> and some apples and some Bragg's soy sauce. My mom ran out, <laughs> figured it was a good time to pick it up. Sometimes it's difficult to find. So I had my items and there was a unique experience with the cashier and then the gentleman behind me in line. 
The cashier had asked me about the dictionary, why I was carrying it. And I explained why I was there, that it was my grandfather's, and I was on an adventure. And we spoke for a minute, and the gentleman behind in line talked, and I walked out the same time as the gentleman behind me, and he told me about the park and about an event the following day, and that I could volunteer. I could do something. (laughs) I'm good at that. I'm good at doing something. (laughs) And I took him up on his offer. The following day, I went to a family brunch and then walked to the park from my grandparents' house. My aunt and cousins helped me find the park. It was a whole event. And then the event was an event. Magical things happened because I carried that dictionary to the grocery store. (laughs) And I ended up at Lake Los Carneros Park. And synchronistically, my grandfather has a bench at the park. His friends came together and dedicated a bench in his honor. Many unexpected things happened because I was open to adventure and extended the trip. If I would have left Sunday, as most people do, I wouldn't have gone to the event and I wouldn't have had the experiences that I had. But I wanted to be in the moment. So I did. (laughs) And it was awesome. (laughs) Anyone in the Southern California area or passing through, check it out. There's that park, other parks in the area. Santa Barbara University is nearby. The ocean is there. Beautiful area. So check it out. The upcoming recording is called Broken Glass in the Night. It was recorded June 24th, 2014. I enjoy editing old episodes because I have no idea what is on them. (laughs) I have a blast hanging out with myself. (laughs) Beyonce says, I've got me, myself, and I, and I'm going to be my best friend. When I listen to my old recordings, I am my best friend. (laughs) With this recording, It has to do with a sound that I heard in the middle of the night and it was glass breaking. So what was the sound and my interpretation of it and in line with classic 3H2 humans, there's lots of tangents. Some of the points that I go over in the upcoming recording are number one, the meaning of a word will change slightly from person to person. Number two, non-local communication experiments with plants. Number three, potential physical and mental reasons for sound in the night. Number four, 3h2humans.com has about 20 visits per day. Woo! (laughs) Number five, we benefit today from other people's work of the past. Number six, winding down after a one-month California road trip. Number seven, mental consequences of hoarding physical objects. And number eight, gentrification across the street with Kendall Yards construction. These items will be discussed coming up. Announcements. Welcome new listeners. The numbers have been climbing. Huge thank you to the people who spread the word, put 
episodes and thoughts on social media and help us create momentum. It's neat. There are a couple times I'll speak with a listener and they'll say, oh yeah, I promoted your show and da 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 da. And then it's like, oh, that's what that spike was. <laughs> so it's cool. And it's a small enough show where these things are noticeable. Big hello to new listeners. I strongly recommend checking out old episodes simply because an episode is of the past. This does not mean that it's no longer relevant. We purposefully structure our content to be evergreen. In other words, it has a very long shelf life. So check out past episodes. Maybe go on an adventure. Start from the beginning and just work on some project and allow it to be that noise in the background. We anticipate one more episode of season two. That episode remains in the air. Any suggestions, send them on down. We are out of questions. Um, If this is heard in real time and another questions episode is desired, I'm happy to do that. So just send questions to info at 3h2humans.org. In the last episode, we talked about invisible office hours and how we pledged during their pledge drive and wanted to be the highest donor to receive their goodie box, which is $100 plus, and be able to name the subject of an episode for the highest contributor. I believe the contest ended on June 13th. It is now June 28th. (laughs) And the only thing I've heard from them is an auto-generated email thanking me for contributing. So thus far, I've received the same amount of emails and attention from Jason and Paul as the people who donate $1. (laughs) And in some ways, I don't really blame them. Uh, I had viewed their experiment as a success because it lured me in. And I, as an individual, played along with their game, went to their pink zone, contributed, wanted to be the highest. I followed the rules best that I understood, but there was only a handful of people who did this. And in one of the emails Paul and Jason sent out, it had talked about how the experiment failed. (laughs) So their perspective is different than mine. I imagine they're a bit disheartened and... Yeah, so their perspective was the opposite of mine. I was jazzed up. I was excited that it worked and looking forward to talking to them about the episode and receiving the box of goodies and I wanted to play along and it didn't quite work out as expected. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do moving forward. I think I'll wait a couple days and see if... I am contacted before sending one of my notorious what the fuck's going on emails. (laughs) Oh, that's why people hate me because I have to ask what is going on and, uh, but it's okay. One day at a time. This is, uh, all meant to be this way. I've become stronger 
because this is a fight that I primarily fight on my own. Well, okay, so Mustachio's over there with a tear in his eye. <laughs> yeah, Mustachio has been a huge help. But my peers do not seem to want to play with me. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, Mustachio points out a hilarious analogy that a listener gave about me. <laughs> he had speculated that when I was a child and I went to birthday parties, the kids of the party would be outside playing with a pinata, running around, <laughs> and I would be dressed as Batman <laughs> with a cape in the closet saying that I was too mysterious to leave my cave and that when the people are ready, they will come to me and recognize my greatness. <laughs> oh, and it was frighteningly accurate. That's uh, in many ways how I feel. Like I'm dressed as Batman, playing in the closet while the rest of the kids are out playing. And I'm working on rectifying this. So uh, all y'all listening who are my frenemies, <laughs> people who don't like me, recognize I'm the kid in the corner of the sandbox. I, I'm just, just hanging out, doing my thing. Okay. <laughs> So that is the Invisible Office Hours. I do recommend their show. They have neat perspectives. And who knows? Maybe we will get to pick the topic for the bonus-ode. We hope to reach 12 reviews by Season 3. Season 3 will begin September 11th, 2017. Right now we have about 6 reviews. It's uh, not a whole lot. And uh, in the past we asked for a lot three positives and three negatives. Over time, I've recognized this is too much to ask. Now with reviews, we request just a quick, hey, this is great about the show. Hey, this could use improvement. Um, if anyone out there has enjoyed the show, this is one way to throw some change in the karma bin for us, to help us learn and grow as we fearlessly forge forward. <laughs> So yes, 12 reviews by season three. Check out the review numbers. If there are less than 12, please sign in. It's real quick, it takes like five minutes. Just a quickie. Much appreciated. <laughs> Gratitude for those who support the show. Thank you to all y'all. And uh, yeah, that about wraps it up for today. Oh, I'm excited to get back to gardening. I enjoy spending time outside with the plants and conducting summer improvements, doing before and after snapshots. And in a way, this episode is a before and after snapshot with the recording coming up as the before and me as I am today as the after. Which one is optimized? Ooh spooky time travel quantum infinite possibilities full of quasars and spaghettification mustachio and i would like to wish everyone health happiness and a humble perspective diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow enjoy
Tuesday, June 24th, 2014, at about 10.45, and I'm standing over my diploma. It's on the ground, pieces of glass, the frame broken into four places. It fell, apparently. Close the old window with ropes lining the side. A pulley system. Hmm. It's fascinating in its own little way. I think about the modern sliding windows and how old these windows are and how revolutionary the pulley system must have been during the time they were installed. Technology has a way of doing that. As soon as a technology is presented to the masses, there's already new technology brewing some much farther and faster than the prior technology. So with the diploma, <laughs> so there it is on the ground, glass shattered, and uh, I used dental floss, glide white floss, to tie the ends of the frame, and it appears that's what happened. The floss broke, because the hook is still intact. It's on the wall. So, the diploma on the ground. Uh, last night I was sleeping on the couch here in uh, West Central of Spokane, and um, there's construction going on across the street. My friend is at the county jail five minutes away, and these kinds of thoughts were in my mind. Um, I'm not necessarily going to say negative thoughts, but not quite puppies and rainbows and kittens which is understandable. I go through varied mental states and I feel as though it's important to experience the varied mental states in order to fully understand the continuum for each piece of language. So when I say that I mean the word dog is going to mean anything from one end of the continuum, happy, wonderful, fluffy, to the other end of the continuum, like a, a dire wolf on a Game of Thrones, you know, and everything in between. And every word carries these properties, regardless of what the dictionary says. Humans don't really work that way. Our brains are based off of stereotypes and stigmas and past information, and everyone has their own past information. Thus, each word does contain a slightly different meaning. So, laying in bed, not in bed, I was on the couch, out here by the fish tank. It's strange, I like sleeping in this room. There's something about this room don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because the fish tank is here and I enjoy the white noise of the aerator putting bubbles through the tank. It's kind of soothing. There's three windows so the room lights up quite nice as soon as the sun rises. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I'm sleeping and I hear glass break. It wakes me up immediately from a dead sleep. Shit. Glass. Close. Those were the two thoughts in my head. Glass, close. There are different types of glass breaking. I've been an apartment person last couple of years, and primarily in the complexes and nearby there are dumpsters. And, oh gosh, the first time I heard that at the studio, I leapt out of bed and it freaked me out. It was only about 100 feet away from the door, and it just sounded like thousands of bottles shattering. This sound was different. I 
now live in residential where I don't believe there are any large dumpsters which would have glass like that. So I knew it was close. And it was a single break. It wasn't a multiple shatter. And one thing I've learned is to always investigate scary noises, especially when I'm by myself or with somebody. I guess there's really no caveat. If I'm in my home, okay, maybe that's a caveat. If I'm in someone else's house, I may be more hesitant to investigate scary noises because I know the noises of my house. I know the normal ones and the abnormal ones. This was an abnormal noise. I needed to investigate. And I thought, shit, with these just thoughts, too much of the differences between this neighborhood here and the one I was in in San Jose. I was in a million dollar neighborhood. And now I'm here where this house last sold for $80,000. That's almost the property taxes <laughs> for the people in the last neighborhood I was in. Um, and I felt 100% safe there. The houses are really close together, two stories, so everyone can look out. I mean, it's high visibility. It's very safe. This house here is laid out different than that. There's the construction site across the way, semi-abandoned warehouse to the left, and then Maple Street uh, staircase is near here as well. Lots of entry points. I'm not going to say it's on a thoroughfare, but there's a decent amount of just passerby traffic, which is nice. I enjoy that aspect of living here. I did a probability scan, and the probability of it being a window broken was only about 10%. So I was happy to feel as though there was only a 10% chance that the close single sound of glass breaking was a window. So I got up from the couch. I was a bit, I don't know what the word was. Uh, I don't think I was quite scared. I was uh, reserved. Maybe that's a good word. And precisely, I don't remember. Um, it was dark, but I have above average night vision. I can see really well. Many times I choose not to turn on lights. If I can see the outline structures and I kind of know a walking path, I don't really need lights. And that reminds me too of down on the trail when I lost the trinket. Wade, Wade the warrior, lost him out in the, the forest at night with no flashlight. And I could see just fine. So I wandered the house. And I think I did a full sweep, but I can't say for sure. Soon, after arising, I saw that it was the diploma. I have yet to touch it, so I'm gonna touch it. I'm gonna... There's large shards of glass, frame broken. That's strange, this is the third glass thing I've been around that broke recently. The vase, um, a bowl, and now this. Washington State University to the degree of Bachelor of Science in Psychology. And it doesn't even mention criminology. And it's all fancy writing, a bunch of bull crap. It just seems very inefficient. Perhaps it's traditional? Okay, I get that, but I still don't even know what this means. And a part of me wants to just throw this away with the rest of the rubbish. I mean, what does this mean? I don't understand. And it was in a big gaudy frame. Let's see what the dimensions are on the frame. It is a distributed, just 
Distributo por Michael Stores Incorporated, <laughs> Irving, Texas. Made in China, Fabrique en China, Echo en China. Hmm. So it's made in China, but there are no dimensions on here. I would guess um, 11 by 18, perhaps. Qu quite large, quite gaudy. And it was on the wall. I see this as a blessing in disguise. And below it, something I think is even better. My mom made it, and it's in a goofy frame. It looks cheesy, but it's perfect. It's me with a cap and gown she bought, and the colors are yellow. And Washington State is crimson and gray, but it, it, things like that don't matter. Who gives a shit? I don't. And then it says WSU 2013, Bachelor of Science Psychology, Criminology Minor. And it has the tassel, and if you believe it, you can achieve it. That, to me, is much more symbolic of the academic journey I went on than this thing, this degree. What is it a degree of? I don't understand. But I learned a lot, and I won't throw it away. That would upset Brian and my mom, and, and maybe down the road me. As of in this moment, I could give two shits about this piece of paper. The only thing it does do is provide me a ticket. I paid for a ticket to say I have a degree, to say that I'm an expert in something. I paid money. So that's really all it is, is I bought this piece of paper. Regardless of what I've learned, there's really no testing. I was never actually tested on anything applicable to life. And such as, okay, I have a degree in criminology, I don't even know what I can send to a jail. You know, why isn't that an assignment in criminology classes? Send a letter to an inmate. Get more familiar with the system. So T was saying not to send unpublished books. Like, well, what does that mean? What, what are the restrictions of freedom for the people inside? And Dr. Macon at Washington State University is a brilliant leader and he helped me to think, offered new perspectives, and I'm very grateful for the education he offered as well as Brandon Bang. Uh, he's another great criminology instructor at Washington State University. So luckily each year I was blessed to have one of those fine gentlemen guide me as I try to figure out what an education is, what criminology is, what what this means. Then there's a single piece of glass out here in the walkway, so I'm gonna grab that. Put that down. Weird. It's so thin. I can barely even grab it. I'm surprised I saw it. I have an eye for changed things in the environment. Oh, and I'm happy to be sipping coffee. We had one of those Keurig one cup things, not a fan. I like to drink half of the cup and then pour some more in. So it like heats it, but then not too hot. Then drink half a cup and then pour it in. I have my little OCD system. And unfortunately with a one cup machine, that's much more difficult. Brian and I don't have a microwave, so I used a pan on the stove to heat up coffee and yeah, first world problems. <laughs>
I have to use a stove to heat up my coffee. <laughs> oh, well, anywho, I'm grateful to have warm coffee. Okay, so we got shards of glass here on the floor. Let's go back to, I think it was actually like 146 when I took the picture of the broken glass in the morning. So I've been listening to a lot of uh, Mysterious Universe lately and love the show. Gosh, and even their names escape me. The co-hosts, the hosts, they're, um, I enjoy them very much. But there's a little bit too much first accounts of alien stuff. And as I went for a jog, I had partial episodes still going. And usually with podcasts, I listen to them from beginning to end, whether that be in that actual time span or a week or whatever, I usually go from beginning to end because I've learned sometimes there's little golden nuggets hidden in seemingly boring podcasts and I'm patient. So I wait for those nuggets. And then I clicked on the Mysterious Universe. I think it was season two, which I had downloaded and uh, paid for. I think their business model for podcasts is fantastic. Yeah, so I clicked on the first one. It was, the beings put a, a sharp metal object. I was like, all right, don't want to listen to that click. And it's, oh, that guy is such an idiot. Oh, I was like, okay, don't want to listen to that. And it was just going along from either first person accounts of, yeah, and one was like, and I was walking in the depths of hell. And just, I don't know, I'm not really interested in hearing about those types of things. And in contrast... They had some just terrible news story and then a great one about non-local communication with plants and how plants and even bacteria do have energy fields and can sense essentially emotions of other beings, even plants. And that's why I love Mysterious Universe. That's the kind of stuff that I wait for, the golden nuggets. I will try within the podcast that I'm doing to really focus on that. And I think it's a healthy mindset for me to have as well to, you know, like this. Last night, that, see, and again, I don't want to say it was scary. I wasn't really scared. I, for somehow I knew that it was something internal. I didn't get a sense in my heart of hearts that there is an intruder yeah, and again, how I talked about the little brain scan thing about uh, only 10% chance, that's that's pretty low. Yeah, so once I saw it was the frame, oh, that's what happened, okay. I saw it was the frame, and I thought, okay, cool. So now I know what it is. It's the frame, okay, but then why? Why did the frame fall? Did someone bump into it? Is there someone here? Or... Is it some other reason why it fell? And I had been in here the other day. Oh, that's right. I was hanging up a picture. Um, <laughs> Mike Ditka says hi. It's uh, Mike Ditka, the coach of the Bears, flipping off the camera. And uh, it's, it's my favorite sports memorabilia picture. Mike Ditka says hi. Because I think it does speak to everyone has their own way of communicating. And Ditka, he is a... Very interesting person. <laughs> so I had been banging on the walls. I heard little flakes of perhaps drywall or something in between the walls. There was a fire here and 
part of the house was reconstructed, and the person who did it ah uh, has a unique style. It was um, it's taped, but it doesn't. It looks like there's a little bit of mud, but it's not like a traditional, you know, taped and textured wall. It's not textured at all. It's just it looks like it was taped and then painted, which I guess is okay. Well, I just kind of get a sense that perhaps the person who reconstructed this um, was in a bit of a hurry or maybe perhaps lacked that craftsman eye. Yeah, so I figured, okay, there is a chance me banging on the walls and causing a disruptance in here somehow had an effect on the frame. Thus, it added stress to it and it fell. That's one explanation. So I was thinking in my head, okay, someone bumped into it. Um, probably not. Uh, stress in the room causing it to fall uh, sometime after. Okay, that's making a little more sense. And that's in the physical realm. Those are the physical realm uh, reasons. So I felt pretty comfortable in the physical realm. All right. It's just shit happens. <laughs> then the real questions begin in the spiritual realm, in the realm of consciousness. What does this mean? The diploma purchased over 14 years or so of college educating on the ground in pieces, shattered. And with listening to Mysterious Universe, I thought of the, the alien stuff. What if an alien came in and knocked it off the wall as a message to tell me to use this to break it, like in case of emergency break? That's kind of what I see here. And how it was kind of pompously hanging on the wall. It doesn't belong on the wall. But it's time to use it. And with uh, T being over at the county jail, um, I think it's time for me to learn, to learn the system. Learn the aspects of criminology and the justice system, which were not learned via WSU. So this is kind of an insight into my current thought process. This type of thinking is possible because I'm in the moment. I'm dedicating my thoughts to this picture on the ground. Perhaps a couple years ago, when I was less aware of my environment, I would just say, oh, this is shitty luck, and then just clean it up right away and not really think about it. Just see it as a broken picture. I guess in a lot of ways, it's more fun to look deeply into things and to recognize that essentially this life is a video game. I mean, these bodies, these are going to go. The game will be over at some point. This game. And then a whole new game will begin. I do see this life as prep work and fun and learning and just being. Being a human. That's kind of, I'm beginning to see all the research I've done and all of that. The common denominator, I believe, is human experience. I study psychology, criminology, economics, mythology, mysticism, consciousness. But the common denominator is through the lens of humans, of us. So, and I've been back to jogging, did a jog today, but I am feeling a little tired. I will admit, I'm Physically and mentally, slightly exhausted. I've got my weight down, which is good. 
I'm about 145 right now, going for 135, eating healthy. So I'm not 100% sure why I feel tired now. I think it's probably because I don't want to clean up this glass. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's okay here. So I think of when I dispose of things, the people handling them along the way, but I'll just throw it in the recycle bin, it'll get dumped in a truck, and then the machines will have their way with it. Little human interaction in between the time I dispose of it and the time it goes to the machines. Oh my gosh, I forgot to do listener challenge last time. Wow, okay, so for the listener challenge today, it is to find out what the requirements are for sending packages to the county jail, whichever county one lives in, to look at the specifics of that area and think about them. It's one thing to just know, and it's another to think about it. I could know what the parameters are, but I like to ask why. Why the rules are the way they are? Are they beneficial, or should they be challenged? And I think it's important to look at all types of information this way. Sometimes people just make up rules in the moment, and then they just stay there forever because there's a fear to change. I think change is good. New stimulus is good. Helps build brain cells. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. The Lumosity. I tried that. Not really my cup of tea. Gosh, Jill. Mm, oh, her name escapes me. She did like a brain game app for the phone. Oh, gosh. I wish I remembered the name. Hey, maybe if I did it, I would. my brain would be stronger. <laughs> Uh, super better. Yeah, I think it's called Super Better. And it wasn't, I think the concept was great. I think the information was great, but it, I, it bored me. It wasn't really something I wanted to do. Same with Lumosity. I got bored. That's not really my type of brain games. My brain games are adventures, going outside, looking at new stimuli, watching people, watching myself. That, I think, is a much more powerful brain game, as well as Civilization. Civilization V, Sid Meier's, love that game. And it's, it's a learning game. Exactly how accurate it is, I'm not sure, but it has the wonders, it has progression of technology, knights to riflemen to infantry. And it's kind of neat to remember the human timeline. How many achievements we benefit today from the hard work and innovation of others. Simple things. I mean, I look in this room, there's thousands of things. The doorknob, door frame to reinforce doors such as that, light switches, curtain rods. These things may seem trivial, but someone else invented them to make our lives better today. And I think it's important to remember this and to also rem remember where do... See, yeah, I was going to say, where do we come in, and you, see, no, I wouldn't say you, but, okay, so where, well, for me, so we'll just go from the personal tense. I want to know how I can contribute. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And I think that's important for everyone to examine within themselves. Someone who's doing a job which they're not good at, but just feel stuck in, kind of hinders growth. For the individual and society as well. Well, and I still have to do all the pictures from the adventure. Still working out the uh, 3H2 humans. And uh, the website is down. <laughs>
nobody went there anyway, <laughs> and I haven't checked the stats. I don't, I'm not really into all that stuff, but I was curious to see if there was a correlation between me handing out business cards and then views on the site, but I don't know. And I think it was around 20 on its heyday, and that blows my mind. I imagine it was like misfires or something. I don't think 20 people would check it who knew me. Anyway, so that's gone, and I want to use .net. For some reason, I'm not a big fan of the .com. I feel like that's kind of yesterday's business, yesterday's yesterdayness. Um, so I am thinking of either .net or .org. And I also listened to, I think it was a Planet Money podcast about how other domains are opening up. And I think that's important for everyone to consider when uh, picking a domain name. The future is moving a little bit more towards mixing up domain names. The .com internet thing is just, it's so regulated and so mainstream. It's kind of like how Facebook was when everyone's mom was on it. You know, that's kind of how the internet is now. There's secret internets and those types of things. And I think those will be much more prevalent uh, in the future. It just seems that's kind of the way of, way humans work. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited today. I'm going to clean up this glass mess, do the sweep. I just make sure each room is in order. So like the bedroom, the bed is unmade. There's laundry around. Clean that up. The kitchen, there's dishes. I have the front room set up with the table in front of the TV. I'm going to have some fun time. Oftentimes when I'm on the computer, I like to have TV in the background. It's kind of my, my socialization hour. <laughs> where I learn about what's going on outside in the world as I am not a big internet person. I don't do like the Reddit or the uh, tweeting or Facebooking or Google Plusing or yeah, not really into that. So I get my little dose of culture through the Roku. Oh, loving the Roku box thing, especially because the computer where I would stream Netflix and Hulu and HBO Go has a broken fan, so I call it Grindy McGee. Just like grinds. It's nice to be able to watch a TV show without like like grinding noise. Although I do see it as a mental exercise, I'm usually able to tone it out. Also, for some reason, I think it helps me in civilization because it's almost like that tone is a constant and then I go to the world of civilization. I don't know, I'm still kind of poking that around. But the current state of consciousness I'm in now, I would rather not listen to old Grindy McGee grind away. And if I get slightly more crazy and adventurous, I'm just going to open that computer case and rip that fan out. <laughs> Myself. Because <laughs> essentially I would have to, I think I would have to pay someone probably $100 or something like that and cart it out. And it just seems like it's uh, one of those, you know, the old saying, um, the bill comes and it's uh, $5 for the hammer and $200 for knowing where to tap. It's one of those. I don't know where to tap. I don't know how to take the fan out, but I am a little exhausted of listening to Grindy McGee. Okay, so uh, do the sweep, finish getting ready. I've really found that it is quite essential to have one's home in order. This, uh, the month plus trip to California and staying in, uh, okay, so let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, I think six or seven 
I think I stayed at Jillian's. Yeah, so I stayed at seven different houses and was able to see how seven different families operated within their home. A common denominator is an overcollection of possessions. Uh, I like my house neat and clean and uncluttered because I was once a terrible hoarder. I just had shit everywhere. And now having shit everywhere makes me uncomfortable. So, and that's another project I'm working on now is decrapifying this house. All of Brian's and my belongings are together here. For the most part, there's still a little bit at the Ventura house, but that's uh, almost wrapped up. It's important for everyone to think of that. Where are all of the possessions which are owned? I had some of my stuff in a storage locker, some in a warehouse in San Jose, some at my parents' house, and then at the studio. So just scattered all about. And now I'm glad that for the most part, everything is here. And it's really time for me to just sort through and just get rid of things. As the house across the way, or the, I think it's gonna be apartment complexes. The roof is now complete. They're building pillars on the outside using like plyboard to kind of encase the structural part of the patios. And I imagine living here three more months. So I would say the guesstimation and all that of coming here to Spokane from Pullman, pegging it at six months, giving myself that as kind of a minimum to get my shit together uh, was a good idea. And as with most things in life, this has taken longer than anticipated. But I do feel as though six months total transition was a bit optimistic. In a lot of ways, though, it happened. I have done a total transformation. And I was thinking about that today. I live in a house now. I haven't lived in a house. Gosh, I'm getting, like, misty-eyed. <laughs> I just... Living in that studio, it was... I mean, it was okay, and I could do it again if I had to. And I even look now at cheap places downtown. I know of two that are 250 to 300 a month for rent. So heaven forbid, shit hit the fan. I needed to bartend and support myself coming from zero. I feel confident I would survive. My happiness level? Mm, not sure, but I would survive. I would uh, live in a shithole again with plywood floors and no windows and loud music banging pots and pans. Then again, it, no regrets. Just, I'm happy to be in a home. A home with rooms and a laundry facility. I'm very grateful to be here. I am excited to move again. And my next plan is I want to be in the next house for five years. Five-year plan. I would love to not move <laughs> for five years. <laughs> I've been moving at least once a year for the past seven years or so. I'm about done moving. <laughs> okay, three more months here. Six months ago, when I was in Pullman, life was much more difficult. My weight, my health, everything was less than desired. Uh, connection to Hector, that was kind of fading. So now I feel as though I, I'm on point here. I think of the non-local communication. This house has a huge yard and I feed the birds 
and uh, Brian and I have a garden. We take care of the grounds, which is a habitat for many creatures, small and large. There's little bugs and birds and cats pass through here. I'm sure a whole assortment of other creatures and critters. And I feel in some ways responsible to contribute to the ecosystem because I'm here just taking up the land. Yeah, like the gentrification stuff, just how with the old and with the new. And I've seen that here across the street where that was an empty lot. It was just land. Now it's going to be homes and all the animals and everything that relied on that land for resources and sustainability, they must move on. And we keep pushing the animals and the plants and everything, just pushing it away. I don't know about that. But I have seen and heard of great architectural city plans, increasing walkability, as well as public transportation plants and stuff. I, I do see a lot of innovators making a change. And right here, Kendall Yards. It's the uh, positive side of all these new homes going in. I believe they funded the trail, or they had something to do with the Centennial Trail stretching out this far. Yes, they built a bunch of houses, and yes, they, I imagine, have contributed to the trail, which I and many others utilize. Um, yeah, so I think it's about time to wrap it up for today. Um, I do have more ideas of what to do in terms of recording and all of that. And it feels good to do this. My brain's been a bit scattered lately. I just feel as though there's so much to do and not enough time to do it in. And I don't have a nine to five job. I could only imagine someone on the conquest I'm on now and working. Well, I guess that was me <laughs> for a long time, working and going to school. So perhaps it's time for me to tell myself it's okay to take time off and to figure this out. Because if I discard it again prematurely, I'll go back to bartending and I, uh, I'd be okay with that, but I would rather carve my own path. I think I'm ready for that. I think I'm mature enough. I've been able to calm my ego enough to be successful and to make money and to allow it to help my mission rather than hinder it. Because perhaps years ago, if I had a you know a lot of money and fancy job and all that and it may not have worked out for the best in the end um yeah so all right well uh i got mustachio around here somewhere i think he's he's still sleeping he's pretty burnt out from uh the trip to california he was a great passenger sat up front with me protected me from uh any and all tribulations on the road and, uh, yeah, so today's about just keep plugging away. I have dates in the future, which I'm looking forward to. Just plug away till then. It's uh, what I got to do. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, I'm wishing everyone health, happiness, and a humbled perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. <laughs>